0: You're listening to the Sheriff's Report with Canabic County Sheriff Brian Smith right here on Q Media's On Demand.
1: Brian, how are you doing this fine morning? I'm doing well, thank you. Glad to hear it. We had the 4th of July on Monday, and I can't help but think between last Thursday when we chatted and today, was there a lot more activity because of the 4th, just traffic things and that kind of deal, or or what did the week look like here in Canabic County?
0: You know not not really um okay. it was uh we had like two hundred and fifty calls for service, which is pretty kind of the average in okay. fact, I think it was down a little bit from the week before, if I remember right yeah,
1: the week before was crazy yeah,
0: and, uh, yeah. yeah, I think we were over three hundred that week before, mm-hmm. so the run up to the fourth was <clears throat> apparently a little busy, but then the fourth was um you know talking with the deputies it was you know it was it was steady, but it wasn't uh it wasn't crazy. Um, so people people did a good job of uh, uh, containing themselves to a dull roar.
1: <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> what about did the did you find the traffic stuff? Because it was interesting when the holiday falls the way it did on a Sunday this year. Um, it seems like yep. the traffic, there was steady traffic, but it was a little more spread out than if it had been, let's say, during the middle of the week. did Did you guys kind of exactly. find that to be true?
0: Yes, exactly. And, and we didn't, we didn't see, it was spread over a few days, both coming and going. So we didn't see that big mass. Mm Um, so it was, it was a lot more manageable. Um, I didn't see, uh, a large number of accidents. So that was good. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was all in all, I think it was a very successful fourth for us.
1: Good deal. Well, I know we had gone up, uh, there's a group of people with old cars, and we'll go up on a Friday night sometimes and sit at the Methodist Church, which is right on 65, and just as a side note, so we're sitting there, and there's a guy that had a trailer, and he had his grill I guess secured to the trailer and all of a sudden we hear this noise and thankfully the vehicle that was behind this was far enough back the grill fell off of the trailer landed in the middle of the road and skidded it was right by Pizza Hut there and luckily the vehicle behind there was just enough separation and he kind of honked his horn to get the guy's attention because you know sometimes you don't hear. Uh, something like that happened, and nobody was hurt, and they were able to get the grill off the road, but we're like that's kind of a good reminder. I guess I was gonna throw that at you, securing things, whether it's in your the back of a pickup or whatever, um, really important to secure things properly,
0: yeah, and you know, and it's it's ironic to bring that up because this year, for whatever reason, um, I think we've experienced a few more of uh, unsecured loads. Um, and we've actually had two boats come off trailers hmm. in the county, um, which is, <laughs> that just doesn't happen all that yeah. often here. Yeah. Um, but we've had two of them just this spring, uh, spring and early summer and, uh, they weren't strapped down properly and ended up, uh, bouncing off the trailer and, and heading down the road. So <laughs> then, that that yeah. And unfortunately, they, they went the way of the ditch rather than the way of oncoming traffic and uh, didn't cause something even worse. But, you know, and that's, that's the important part about making sure that your, your load, whatever it is, whether it's on a trailer and a truck or a, a trunk or whatever, however you're calling it has to be secured to a level that it's not going to come off and end up in somebody else's vehicle. Cause we've had uh, a lot of serious injuries from from stuff coming off of people's vehicles, um, whether it's commercial or civilian, um, either way. And uh, those, you know, when you're traveling 65 miles an hour, just a small item can do a lot of damage.
1: Mm. Most definitely. What about, and just maybe as a reiteration, because I'm sure you've shared this before, but so let's say, of course, wood costs so much right now, but let's say that you've got a two by four and it's hanging out. What is that when it's, out the back of whatever the vehicle, you're supposed to put like a, a, a red flag or something, right? Is there a certain distance right. that that it, you're supposed to do that at, Brian?
0: Yeah, I believe it's, um, I, I could be wrong on this exactly, but uh, general rule of thumb, if it's over four feet beyond the the end of the, the, the bumper of the vehicle, okay. then you need a flag on that. So whether it's on a on a trailer and it's extended beyond the trailer or extended beyond the vehicle um, over four feet, then you have to have it has to be marked with a some sort of uh, colorful. Generally, it's a red flag or a safety vest, something like that. Um,
1: it's uh, um, it's just an important thing it, it, again, it's right? Because it, it has it's to for do with
0: depth perception. De- yes, depth perception.
1: That's because what I was you say. see the
0: vehicle, but yeah, you're you're not necessarily going to notice if there's a board sticking out or a piece of conduit or something like that. And um, you know, some of them things get pretty long, and not everybody's got maybe a trailer long enough to to haul that stuff. So you can still do it, but you, you just got to do it safely. So exactly. you got to make sure that that the item is tied down securely, and especially like lumber and stuff that tends to move around a little bit, and it's it's not always easy to get that stuff tied down. Uh, secure enough that it's going to stay there for your entire drive. So, you well, know, don't, don't hesitate to stop and check that stuff too to make sure it's staying where it's supposed to stay.
1: I was going to say that's a big part of it is just, you know, vibration, the roads. I mean, we live in Minnesota, yep. and the roads can get pretty bouncy in spots. And all of a sudden, whatever right. you've secured it with can loosen up, and that can be an issue. Right. And they make so many yep. great tie straps and that kind of item today. I mean, there's a bunch of that right. stuff out there. Keep stuff with you and, and secure yep. it properly. It can save, really, somebody's life And and uh, if something bigger happens, like you said. So just a good reminder. Yeah, absolutely. See, I was yep. gonna, when you were talking about calls for service and stuff. I kind of cut you off. We got went down a whole different road here. No pun intended. Yeah, right. And um, w- just some of the specifics. What was because I had one person that called last week after you and I chatted. and We talked about warrants last week, and I kind of asked how warrants work because you talked that that's a big part of what your deputies end up following up on. So the question was, um, so there's a warrant out. Do the deputies know? what the warrant is for in other words let's say somebody has parking tickets and you know they haven't followed through or it might be a different situation where it's much more severe do the deputies know going in what the warrant is for is it just they just go out and know they need to do what they can does that make sense No,
0: there's yeah and yes we usually know we might not know the finite details but we'll know whether the whether it's a misdemeanor warrant, a felony warrant or somewhere in between.
2: Okay.
0: Um, we'll know if it's for a uh, a dangerous type of felony or if it's a failure to pay fines or just a failure to appear in court um, we'll we'll know those kind of details.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: so you know we gauge those warrants kind of with our response too, so you know something like a failure to peer pay fines for a, a minor traffic thing uh is probably not going to result in multiple officers showing up mm-hmm. but when you have one that's a warrant because of a a felony level charge um maybe an assault or something like that there's probably going to be a few officers showing up and and uh, just to make sure that the Everything stays safe.
1: Sure. I just it was interesting because, like I say, a person asked after the fact, and that was not a question I asked you last week. So, uh, good to know. Yeah.
0: So we usually we usually have that information, and, and and you know a lot of times people ask what what's a warrant for, and because and they're not sure, and we can usually get enough information from the the warrant jacket through dispatch, the information that's put in there by the originating agency, that we can figure that out.
1: Okay. Good you know. to know. Yeah,
0: so yeah, you know whether it's traffic related or parking ticket related or whatever, we can usually figure that out at the scene.
1: And it's good for the obviously the officers to know because there's varying circumstances, uh, handling each one. So that's that's good to know. Yep. Brian, did you have was was a lot of the 250 calls that you had this past week? Was it? Kind of a mixture, like it usually is. Um, was yep. there, you
0: know? Yep, there wasn't any. There wasn't any one big glaring thing. Um, it was kind of all over the place. We had a couple uh, um, uh, outbuilding burglaries. We had a couple thefts. A um, bunch of suspicious calls, like usual. Actually, those were down a little bit. Um, we had a few assaults, um, both domestic and otherwise. Um, we had a few extra noise complaints, although all of them weren't from fireworks. Hmm. I think we only had about about half, maybe. Well, I think there was eight here, and I think five of them were fireworks. The rest were loud music. Okay. A couple ATV complaints. Uh, we had eighteen arrests over the last week, so that was that was pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those, we had a couple DUIs in there, but most of those were drugs and uh, failure to appear type warrants okay. was uh, the biggie. So we had a couple domestic arrests in there too, but mostly it was uh, drugs and, and then uh, warrants for failing to appear or uh, probation violation type situation.
1: I know that when we chatted before, you had talked a little bit about some of the tagging that's been going on. In other words, they're using spray paint on buildings or some mm-hmm. of that happening. Is yep. that still kind of an issue, Brian?
0: Yeah, we did have one uh this past week. We had a new one show up uh at the uh outdoor warming house, unfortunately. Um and, and did some damage to that building. So that that that's a little frustrating and uh you know, we're looking for information. If anybody knows who's doing it, uh it can be that information can be provided anonymously. Um, but we need to put a stop to it, because uh, it costs it costs uh, those entities money and uh, time, and they, they don't. those businesses don't have the time and energy to try and make nice the, mm-hmm. the damage that's done to that uh, um, the graffiti that's that's left behind so uh, well
1: and isn't there a deal too if it if it happens at a business and the Business has, you know, they, they incur some of that responsibility to try to get things cleaned up in a certain time frame. Is that right, Brian, or am I wrong on that?
0: that that's correct. It's, there's an ordinance uh, in place, and that, that's in place in most places. And uh, it, it's uh, to get that removed as fast as possible. So whether it's uh, a, a removal of the piece or um, cleaning off of the, the paint or whatever is used, have to do that you, know, it's, you can't just leave it
1: right okay
0: and the reason being it's just going to bring more
1: right yeah you're so, so
0: right you, you, the faster you get it off there it's, it's been proven over time that the faster you get rid of it the less problems you have with it so sure um, that's why those ordinances are there
1: the other question i had for you this morning people have been passing along questions and I should probably know this now, but I don't think you do. Do you have, does our sheriff department in Canaba County have uh, body cameras? We do not. Is that something I would assume in time? I mean, I know it's a costly investment, but uh, someone did have that question. Just curious if that's something that are you working towards or need-wise? What, what are you guys thinking? Well,
0: currently we use we use a combination of our squad cameras. So we have cameras in our squad cars. They're just not on the deputy. Okay. And, and we have audio mics that are on the deputy. Yeah. So we have audio of, of what's going on. Um, at, at, each situation, uh, we just don't have the body camera itself. And that seems to have served its purpose, um, so far, cause it is a costly investment and we got to balance out, um, you know, what equipment we can afford to have and, and, you know, and it's not just the cost of the equipment. Um, there's, there's cost to data requests that come in. And when you have that data, um, there might be a cost to keeping that and, uh, redacting it when, when things come in. So we have to balance all that out. And right now it's cost prohibitive to us. Right. Um, the, the, the methods that we have in place, have served their purpose. They've protected the officers. They've protected the public. Um, and it's it's doing uh, it's doing what we need it to do right now. Um, and I don't know, I can't, I, I'm not certain that uh, adding body cameras is going to make anything any better. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, I think there's a false perception out there that the body cameras are going to solve all of them the problems in the world Mm -hmm. that, um, you see everything you don't, it's, it's a two dimensional view of a situation and you cannot replace being there in person with a video off of a a camera on your chest. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some things that can be, that can be seen. Um, but the perception that, Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna know everything now. That's just a false perception, and and that can be dangerous, too.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I would think just like, and this is a horrible comparison, so forgive me, but when you watch a, a football game, for example, if they only had one camera and a play happened, if you don't have that other angle like they have the ability to do in these big NFL games, you're not going to see everything anyway, so I know what you're saying, Correct. and that's one thing with audio uh, you know I'm a kind of huge on audio being <laughs> someone who loves radio as much as I do, and you can get a lot of information with what you hear as well so and that's like you said that served your your officers well for the most part
0: right and and the audio to us, the audio has been far more telltale than than uh than what's on the video a lot of times
2: mm-hmm.
0: so you, you you glean more from the audio than you do from the actual video. And, you know, I've I watched a lot of sports. And uh, with all those cameras and all those things,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, it is not uncommon to not be able to make a definite decision as to did the ball cross the line or did the puck get over the, the line in the net. Um, so it's not perfect. Right. And, and that's quite obvious. And... Um, but I think, I think we lose sight of that. We have the perception that it does, and it really doesn't.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, well, like I say, uh, somebody sent that information in, I, or asked that question, and that, yeah, just good to know that that's something that at this point yeah. in time is not uh, something that's being uh, used, but there are other methods that you use between the, the squad yeah. cars and, and the audio and all that. So good deal.
0: And, and the audio, to be honest, the audio has really been a, a benefit to our office. Not uncommon for somebody to come in to file a complaint and uh, uh, it, it's quite easily founded or unfounded you know oftentimes there are false complaints against the officer because they didn't like the way things happened mm-hmm. and uh, they then make a false complaint and the audio will clearly um, show the, the truth to what actually occurred what was actually said and not said um, at that scene so that's been that's been a huge benefit to us.
1: Yeah, good deal. Good to know about that, Brian. Is gosh, all of a sudden our time goes so fast. Was there anything else you needed to touch on before I let you get off to work today?
0: No, I think we hit on some good topics, and uh, I think we we did talk about the statistic. Yeah, we got all that done. <laughs> um, so no, we've to some good topics today. Yeah. yeah our checklist, yeah.
1: And, yeah, and Brian and I wing a lot of what we do, but so many things happen organically. There's just, like I say, questions will come in like we had from last week, and uh, and then just things happening in real time, like seeing the, seeing the gas grill falling off the back of a trailer. So many of those things just happen for us naturally, right. so I appreciate right. that. Well, sir, um, I know next week I will be on vacation, so uh, Drew is going to be getting in touch with you, and you guys will work out. Uh, a chit chat along the way, so I'll miss you, my dear. I'll miss you, and so enjoy your <laughs> enjoy your vacation. I will definitely do that, and I will catch up with you then. Gosh, on the twenty second, we'll make it a date. All right, sounds good. Sounds good, Brian. Thanks again for your time. Appreciate it. Take care.
2: This has been a Q Media Group production.